you're listening to episode, what is this? Episode number four of the Achieve the Impossible podcast. My name is Peter Bone. I am the creator of the, of the, yeah, I guess the Instagram account Achieve the Impossible and host of the Achieve the Impossible podcast. Today, we are having a discussion with an amazing lady. Her name is Natalie Manuel-Lee, and she is the host and creator of the Now with Natalie TV show. She has an amazing life story and is so, so powerful in terms of her words and what she shares. I know you're going to get so much out of this. Buckle in. If you're in the car, you should already be buckled. Uh, do a couple more reps if you're in the gym and get ready to be inspired to achieve your impossible dream. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Achieve the Impossible podcast. For my second guest, I knew I wanted someone who wouldn't just speak to what we do, but speak to who we are. This lady, Natalie Manuel Lee, is an absolute legend, and I am blessed to call her a friend. She has her finger on the pulse of culture and what it means to have your identity, purpose, and calling in something greater than yourself. So Natalie, welcome to the Achieve the Impossible podcast. Hello, and thanks for having me. I'm so excited about this. This is going to be amazing. We've been talking about this for a little while now. And um, the more and more we talked about what we could actually discuss here and really just help every single listener of the podcast with, I'm just getting so worked up and excited. I know this is going to be a super, super powerful interview and um, it's going to be phenomenal and change people's lives. Amen. I'm excited. So before we get into the uh, meat and bones of the identity, purpose, calling, all these big words, tell us a little bit about yourself and the uh, journey that has led you to now becoming the creator and host of your own TV show, Now with Natalie. Yeah, so for me, um, <clears throat> grew up in a professional sport family, so I traveled a lot um, growing up, and you know that's how me and my family became close. Uh, went to Sac State University in Sacramento, and I studied broadcast journalism, but once I got to LA, I realized that I definitely wanted to dive into fashion a bit more. Um, so with that, obviously, I have a love for fashion, and I have a love for faith, and I have a love for culture. Um, so I became a stylist. I've been a stylist ever since, and then transitioned into working at um, helping my brother build Fear of God. Um, my brother's the founder, Jerry Lorenzo, of the, the clothing line Fear of God. So I was with him for about three years. And then from that, God transitioned me out into a season of really, to be quite honest, a season of isolation. And then that um, became the birth of Now with Natalie. And <clears throat> with Now with Natalie, I definitely saw a need in our culture, in our society, in our generation. And seeing, um, seeing a problem, and I wanted to be a part of the solution. And that, um, that is why we created the show now with Natalie. And a lot of people are like, okay, well, what's the purpose of the show? What's, you know, you guys have all these people talking about this and that, you know, what is it that, you know, is actually you guys are unpacking um, in the show. So it's a six episodic docu-series. It's on the Hillsong channel, which has been the perfect partnership, by the way. So shout out to Hillsong channel mm -hmm. um, every Sunday night at 7.30. And the purpose of the show is to nullify, dismantle, and really pull back the veil to counterfeits of identity and purpose that are currently being sold in our generation. And a lot of people are like, well, what are the counterfeits that are being sold? Um, 
what the social media has done and, and really just this generation as a whole has told us that our value and worth is in what we do and who we are and the accolades that we have and the successes and the money that we have and the cars that we drive, that that is our value and that defines us. And don't get me wrong, God wants us to have an abundant life. He wants us to have, you know, a prosperous, prosperous life but it becomes dangerous when we allow those things to define us and we allow those things to be the end goal result of what we really want and to fulfill in our lives. And so, um, you know, I grab my friends, I grab my community from people like Kelly Rowland to Jerry Lorenzo to Elaine Reltwoth to Tyson Chandler. And we just really talk about it. We talk about not only the position that they all hold, but more importantly, the purpose of the position and how they don't get caught up in what they do to allow it to define who they are. That last line is huge. They don't get caught up. And <laughs> and I'm going to try and remember what you just said. They don't get caught up in allowing what they do to define who they are. That's it. I, I, I what Number one, I'm impressed with myself for remembering that. Number two. Yes, kudos I, to you. Well done. Thank you very much. That is, the, that is such a powerful one because I think in today's society, in today's culture, and I've had seasons where it's been, you know, for me as well, in my own personal life, is that what we do can become so much of who we are that we almost start to put our identity and rely on a sense in the label. Oh, I'm a real estate agent. I'm an Instagrammer. I'm the nurse. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. And our identity starts to, to become what we do over who we are. Um, what right. do you think some things that are, that are changing? That? And how can we change the culture um, to, to refocus and redefine our identity and who we are? I mean, to be honest, the way to change cultures is to continue to speak the truth. You know, I think that if we don't know who we are, where we're from, we will never know why we're here. So who we are, we are created in his image. That's who we are. Where are we from? We are from the creator, the creator of the earth, God. And then he will let us know why we're here. But we're allowing all these other things, all these other tangible things to find that in order for us to feel oh, this is why we're here. We're, we're here to get this number one record. We're here to get this championship ring. We're here to get, you know, be the, the top fashion designer in the world. No, those, all those things are just vehicles. All those things are just platforms in order to really, you know, serve out our greater calling or a greater purpose in our life. It doesn't define us. It's what we do, but it's not who we are. And so, you know, to go back to your question, at the end of the day, the way that we let culture know is to continue to push the truth forward and be on the front line and, you know, not, you know, not coming alongside and agreeing with culture and agreeing with what social media is saying is saying that in order to feel this, you have to be that. It's like we're looking for this external win to satisfy this internal longing. And at the end of the day, that external win will never satisfy what we are feeling that void inside. It's the relationship with the one that created you that will fill that void in you to be able to understand why you're here. That external thing outside there will never tell you why you're here. Um, My husband said something the other day so profound that you can't give yourself purpose because you didn't create yourself. Wow. 
So when he said that, it definitely knocked the wind out of me, <laughs> but it, it just, that's what's happening right now. I think we are in a culture where we're wrestling with the purpose that God's given us and the purpose that we want to give ourselves. And we're wrestling with the two, you know, it's, 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 it, it's, it's, are we serving God's kingdom or are we serving our kingdom? That's the dangerous thing. And that's the thing that we need to unpack and understand really what is that, what are those two differences and what does that look like? That's so powerful. You mentioned something about looking for external wins. Yeah. To, I forgot what that transition word was. To, to satisfy the internal longing. To satisfy an internal longing. That there is so powerful because and, and that is a lot of what Achieve the Impossible is and, and what I write about on my own personal account as well. And is the difference between the journey and the destination. So many people focus on that external win, i.e. the destination, and think, right, yeah. what do I need to do to get there? What do I need? How, what's the road? How do I do? How do I, what do I do? And they're just looking for the answers. It's like, well, first ask the right questions. And so look yeah. at the journey you're on. I heard a um, quote from, from a coach of my favorite rugby team, the uh, Canterbury Crusaders. And he, a couple of weeks ago, and they, they won the last two seasons of, of super rugby in New Zealand. And someone asked him and said, oh, obviously the goal for this year is to, to win the uh, championship three times in a row. And he's like, that's the goal, but that's not the focus. And he said, if we yeah, focus on good. the goal, we lose uh, sight of the journey. We lose sight in the, mm. and I think that was so profound. And because we can get so caught up in, like you say, the championship rings. Do we have a number one record? Is this going to be successful? Is this right? Instead of focusing on the destination, let's focus on where we're at right now. Right. Stay true to who we are and where yeah. we get our identity from, and then on that, take that next step and that next step. Let's start prioritizing the journey over the destination let's start focusing on our internal health over an external result or an external outcome i think right. that is so flipping powerful your husband has got some wisdom in that heart oh he sure does deep 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 well he is um <laughs> but also to add to that i think um you know a lot of times i always say this is that we have to realize and remember that we don't have to earn our identity. We get wow. to experience it. So what that means is we don't have to earn feeling accepted. We don't have to earn feeling whole. We don't have to earn feeling more than enough. We don't have to earn feeling more than a conqueror. We just get to experience it. So if we know and believe that truth, it will set us free from so many different things in our lives and so many different perspectives, because it's not like we have to go do something in order to feel this. We have to be reminded that we already are that. We don't, we perform from identity, not for it. Wow. And exactly like you say, with the earning to earn something, you need to do something to get that. Yes. To achieve and you don't it. Have to, and it's based exactly. on performance. Yeah. There you go. There, when you, you experience it. it, oh, I'm dropping. Ooh. We're on the same page. I like you this. You just like said it. <laughs> <laughs> and when you experience something, the only thing, the only prerequisite, the only criteria for you to experience something is for you to be there. So experience focuses on being, earning focuses on doing. And that is the exact difference between who we are and what we do. Ooh, you just said it. That, oh. that's, that's literally it. And that's why, you know, you have to be present. And I think 
Mm. We are chasing after the wrong thing because we are performing. We are striving for this thing. And, and, you know, he just says, be rest in me, be in me. I've created you in my image, not culture's image, not world's image. I created you in my image. So if you know that you're created in his image, if you know who you are, it's going to be much easier to go on the journey with the certain things that maybe come at you left and right, or, you know, just the trials and tribulations, because you know who you are, you know, so you won't maybe get down and, and out about certain things that maybe hit hard for you, but you know who you are in Christ. So it's easier along the way. That's so true. And, and I want to touch on that point there. And especially that one word, when you said rest, when uh, rest in me, and mm. there's a lot of that goes very much counterculture, especially in, in my sphere of motivational Instagram. And we do, it is, it's quite different in terms of when you compare it to other motivational accounts where it's hustle, 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 24 seven, never stop, never right. rest, never sleep, never give up, all this kind of stuff. But then here are you and I saying, right, there is value in resting in him. There is, and I talk a lot about, you know, stop striving, stop stressing. And, and be patient. And people are saying, what do you mean? Just rest, just sit back and just wait for destiny to happen. Um, expand a little bit further in, in the rest, because this is something I'm very yeah. passionate about as no, well. No, and to, and to be quite honest, I, I just got to the understanding of it, um, especially, wow. um, you know, in the process of birthing this series. The power of rest is something else. And yeah, it is twofold. It's to obviously remind body, soul, spirit. It is to, yes, physically rest, but you're, but also rest your mind. The trust, I think that a lot of times that we, we want to control everything and we're not realizing that those things that are running around in our, are in our minds mentally are making us more exhausted than us just being able to release and, and let and trust and rest in him. And, you know, for me, I've learned throughout this journey of, you know, the series and, you know, production as well. It's just, it sounds so crazy, but I've been scheduling rest. Like literally there's a lot of times wow. where I'm just like, okay, it's, we're going to schedule this time to actually just rest and turn off. But it, it, it's hard, you know, give yourself grace because it's very difficult to really just shift your perspective and turn off your mind. And you have to have faith and believe and know that you know that you know that as you are sitting and resting in him, that he's doing what only he can do. You know, wow. we have to realize that we have to give him, you know, we have to let go. It's almost like we can't just keep holding on to that one thing. And, and God's just saying, release it, give it to me so I can go do what I need to do with it. If we're just holding on to it and, and grasping our, our fists and, and, you know, holding on to it so tight, he's not going to be able to do what he does because we're trying to control, we're trying to drive the will. That's the whole thing of being in the passenger seat when God's driving. Just relax. Just chill. <laughs> you know, yes. and I think there's, there's so much peace that the fruit that comes with resting in him is just so much peace. Wow. Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, it's funny you bring up that I absolutely love metaphors. People who follow me on my personal account, especially, will know I love a good picture word. And and that that point you said about being the passenger when God's in the driver's seat is so important because I was in a season of my life just a few months ago where I was freaking out about everything. And it's one of those things where it's like life just continues, but you almost just decide and wake up and just think, oh my gosh, my default is to just freak out and stress over everything I can't control. And then life right. gets so overwhelming and I'm like, oh, what's happening? What's happening? 
And then I really felt God just say to me, he's like, you're in the passenger seat. You're in the back mm-hmm. seat. Your job is not to freak out about where we're going or what's, what am I passing or have I taken the right turn off or anything the driver is actually responsible for. Your job is to sit and rest, do what you can with what you've got now. Because I think that thing for rest, yes, it's a very physical thing, but I think mentally and spiritually, we need to be operating out of that place of rest. And yes. so having that patience and, and patience isn't just sitting back and waiting for everything to happen. Patience is almost a heart posture more than a performance thing. Oh, and there it we is. go. Oh, here, yeah. well, here we go. Here we go. And I, I think patience right is, yeah, patience is doing everything we can with what we've got trusting in the result and the outcome and it doesn't mean you do nothing it means you do what you can do you do what you're called to do but don't be so in control and and you know put your identity i guess in the outcome well you know it's not only putting your i don't put your identity in the outcome but um i heard some uh the other day i was listening to a sermon by darius danos and he was talking about how you know, Jesus in the Bible was basically saying is come enough. If he's just saying come, as opposed to relying on the result, we have to get into a place in our faith walk and our spirituality that knowing that not only is Jesus enough, but, but the act of obedience, is that just, is that enough? Because when we put our expectations on the results and all those other things, we are always going to be disappointed only our expectation that we have to have is in God and, 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 you know, the joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Our expectation can only be in God. It cannot be in man. If it becomes in man, that's where we get in trouble. And that's where our identity is also shaken. You know, I always say that we can't expect stability from a broken identity. So wow. if our stability is in, is something that is broken you know, in in a broken identity, we're never going to be stable. If our identity is in these results that, you know, maybe fluctuate, we're never going to be stable. But if our identity is in the one that created us, who was always stable, then we we will be stable. That's phenomenal. And I think we've all had those seasons in life where we do feel unstable and we are desperately trying to find our identity. Now you touched on in, um, you know, sharing a little bit about your story and working with your brother, Jerry Lorenzo at Fear of God for, mm-hmm. for a few years and that leading into the isolation, which now birthed your TV show now with Natalie. Can you mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that and, and working with Jerry and, and the cultural expectations and, but mainly with the theme of that leading to a place where that place of isolation, yeah. where you kind of sure. had to take root and dig deep. Oh, I had to dig really, really deep. Um, you know, I, I felt inclined and, and felt led to that, you know, God was transitioning me out, me out of that season. And, you know, I'll get to what that season was in a bit. It was definitely, it was an incredible season. It definitely stretched me and it definitely, it grew me spiritually more so than anything. But when I went into a season of isolation, I went to re- into a really deep depression. And in that depression, I realize, you know, I was asking, you know, God, I'm like, okay, what is the catalyst of this depression? Because life is great. You know, looking to my left, looking to my right, you feel good. But I realized that my worth and my value was in the title 
that I was carrying at fear of God. And with that, obviously I'm not working. I wasn't working there anymore. And that was the issue. And that's where I had the awakening of, ah, my, he was just basically saying, Hey, I need you to realize that your identity is not in those things. I've, I've, I've transitioned you out to come into this season. And I want you to have this awakening and understanding of what identity actually looks like. And so in that was the birth of now of Natalie, because I realized not only did I struggle with it, but you know, our culture struggles with it. And so when I had the awakening and I, and I had the truth and, and don't get me wrong, I've been a Christian all my life. But I think that, you know, there's a lot of things that are dormanted in us. But then when we have some type of awakening, it just, it woke me up. And I realized that that was the catalyst of my depression was me feeling like I didn't have value because I wasn't working here or I wasn't doing this or I didn't have a necessarily a title that made me feel validated from the world. And he was like, the only person that can validate you, that can stamp you, that can seal you is the one that created you, which is me. And again, that's where I had the awakening. And so, yes, with that obviously came the birth of, of um, now with Natalie. And so going back to your question about the pressures of, of, of working that fear of God, there wasn't necessarily, you know, there could be pressures on a way that you need to look and feel and maybe seem as a culture. But I think what my brother did was he did a great job of understanding that what he wore did not define him. And for him, it was simply creating things for people that, you know, would necessarily that they would feel good internally from an external place if that makes any sense he didn't yeah. want people to feel cool because of the clothes he wanted them to feel full feel cool and then put the clothes on um yes. so yeah it was definitely a journey for me but i'm so grateful for it because now i'm here you know talking with you today that's amazing. And then the show I know has been getting some incredible response from, from all over the world. We've touched on a few of your guests. What are some key takeaways even just took you by surprise? What did you learn from what people that, said? Obviously these, these were all people in your world. Right. What, what, what little um, nuggets of gold did you get from some of these people? I don't know if it was necessarily nuggets of gold, but it was definitely a larger umbrella of realizing the power of telling your story and the wow. transparency of telling your story. Um, I think for me, you know, everybody that I sat down with, they understood why I was there. They knew that I didn't necessarily want any surface answers. You know, I was like, we got to go deep, you know, dig, dig deep, not only into, you know, any wisdom that they've carried along the way, but their truth and their truth, truth. And so for me, you know, the overall umbrella has been really understanding that the greatest way for us to serve is to tell our story. And with that, you know, in this six episodic docuseries, everyone is telling their story. And literally, you know, obviously with me going through the editing process before this hit, hit the screens, I was getting fed. I was getting refueled because I was hearing hey, you're not alone. We all go through the same thing. We're all trying to figure it out. But at the end of the day, the, the thread that, that makes all of these guests the same is that, that their faith is in Jesus, that, 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 that their pillar in their life is their faith. That is the one thing that makes us all common. And I think that, you know, the guests on the show, but I think that once we, people that are either believers or non-believers, you know, the prayers that they get an awakening that, hey, Faith is not, it's, it's a need and it's a real thing. 
and people that look like us that we glorify, that we think are not necessarily at the same level as us, they have the same humiliation, the same humility to say, I do need this as opposed to, oh, I don't think I need it because I'm X, Y, and Z. No, they need their faith. They need God. They need, you know, the the fruits of the spirit. They need the scriptures that they're able to read day in and day out in the Bible to sustain them for where God's taken them and where they're going to go. And I love the fact that you're saying, yeah, their foundation is they know their identity and their purpose, obviously, And from the outside perspective, from an external perspective, you would say their purpose is, oh, Tyson's a basketball player. Boom. He gets his identity through that. Haley is, you know, well, Haley now, Justin's wife, she showed in in that episode that she is so much more than that. And she had her identity and purpose, you know, in God before anything else, before the external, um, pressures and and other people's opinions of her identity so i think that's so important and and you did touch on just before and it was that flip it wasn't a um what i do defines who i am let's get the identity let's get the purpose in place first and then look at that so let's let's map out the journey have a fair idea of the uh, destination but let's almost define the destination through the journey because I think, and like you were saying, um, when you worked with Jerry, the, um, like the journey I think has so much power, whether the destination is the exact right destination, whether you think it was the right thing at the very, very start, the, the lessons learned on that journey, the identity, the purpose, unveiling the counterfeit ideas and opinions of where you should be, I think really come to the front in that journey. And yes. so I'm a big believer in, yes, if you, on a scale of one to 10, if you're taking steps one, two, three, four, five, you think, oh my gosh, 10 is actually not the destination I'm wanting. You've still got those five steps and there are still so many lessons to be learned along that way. And so many, you don't know until hindsight kicks in until later on, we think, oh, I actually needed to get to step five of that journey of that path to be able to veer off into this path, which was my true passion and my true calling. What advice do you have for people? And I know that we're both Christians, obviously. So we're talking out of our own life experience and our own foundation of faith. What advice do you have for people who maybe don't have that faith that, that you and I have, who are still thinking, right, I, I appreciate and I respect what you guys are saying because you're trying to make it as genuine as authentic. So you will share it from, from your belief and what you know and you believe to be true. What advice do you have for people who are seeking their identity, who do want to find their purpose and their calling in life, who don't quite have that same faith thing? They may have faith in in another religion or something or no faith at all. Do you think it's still possible to find that purpose and identity without faith? Uh, That's a great question. I think obviously you do have to have faith in order to really get down to the core of your true identity and your true purpose because that comes from the man above. But, you know, for me, I would just say, give it a shot, test it, test it, and and really see what it can do. And more importantly, look at the fruit. I think a lot of times the way that we can test something is looking at the fruit of it. So, you know, if if we, people that maybe are not believers, try out the the quote unquote faith thing, see how, see see how it works. See, see, look at the fruit of it. Now, if you're, if you're maybe not trying it and, and seeing the fruit of your life and maybe, 
there's more struggle or strife and maybe with that struggle or strife you're not able to maintain much peace or maintain much joy you should give it a try but i think that we have to realize that we have to come as we are um christians aren't perfect um we all fall short and i think the biggest thing that doesn't allow us to you know walk into church or maybe feel like we are enough is is a lot of shame and a lot of rejection and i think that um and also probably a little a little bit of people might think that christians are hypocrites but at the end of the day the reason why jesus died for us is because he knew that we would sin so we have to you know take take our log you know out of our eye and not be able to judge other people so a lot of non-believers say oh i don't know if i want to be a christian because they say that you have to do this but then they actually do that no that's the whole point we all fall short it's a journey just like you said and so, you know, my thing is just, just give it a shot. And I can tell you one thing, it will not let you down. And it's for everybody. I love that. Because it, it really is a foundational thing. Your purpose, your identity, your calling. When you've got those and you know something to be true in your life, every single decision you make, every single step you take sounding like a police song. Um, yeah. (laughs) I won't sing it. That's all right. That was Um, like a song. I know. I'm that good at just coming up with lyrics. (laughs) I want someone to write about that. That'd be great. Um, (laughs) I will not be singing that. Do not worry. Um, I think, (laughs) I think every, yeah, I'm going to say every step we take has intention because it comes from that place of knowing our identity, knowing why we're here on earth, knowing our calling and having faith in that. And it's such a major thing in life. I know for my own life, without that, that purpose in Christ, I don't know what I'd do. I think I'd be going one step this direction, one step this direction. Where am I going? Where am I going? And I'd end up running in circles. But I think the thing with that, that purpose in Christ and having that relationship with God is that, you know, each and every step you take, whether or not you can see what's next or where it's leading, you have that sense of faith and that trust that there is someone greater than you, i.e. God, who has your back, who won't let you. You can stumble. Like you said, we're all humans. We all stuff up. We all take wrong steps or think we know the right thing. It's like, oh no, it's stuffed up on that one. God is there to help you up. And that's yeah. what I've experienced in my life to be true. So I know no matter what step I take, I step in there with godly wisdom. I, re- I read a quote the other day actually by Rick Warren. And he said, wisdom is seeing things from God's point of view and making decisions like God. Oh, like that's good. From God's perspective. And I thought that's so powerful because when I'm asking and seeking for wisdom in my own life with a decision I need to make, Something that, that helps me is I take myself out of the bubble that's my life, out of the day-to-day stuff, out of the people, out of the conversations, out of the bills, out of the day-to-day schedule. And I remove myself from that bubble and I look at me from above and think, right, where are you at right now on your timeline, on your journey? Today is a blip. You can't even see today over the journey, over the big picture. And so the day-to-day stress, the day-to-day things go, oh my gosh, what's happened? Oh, this person said this. Oh, I haven't replied to this. Oh, I've got to do this. Schedule, schedule. To stop me stressing and 
to, to remove myself from that place of striving and to make a decision that is the best thing for myself, not just physically, but spiritually and mentally as well. I remove myself. I have that perspective of, right, this is my life as a whole. Is this decision I'm about to make or what I'm stressing over, is that going to matter in five years from now, let alone five days from now, let alone five minutes from now? It really is an amazing way to just gain a perspective over your entire life and to think, right, why am I going where I'm going? What's the next step I'm taking? Because at the end of the day, with that faith and that trust in something greater than yourself, the responsibility is off you. You are responsible for the step, but you do not have to control the outcome. You don't have to control every future step because you're not asked to control the future. God will never demand of you what he hasn't planted within you. I think that's a Stephen Furtick quote or something. Ooh, that is yeah, a hello. line. That's a line. <laughs> but that's hard because I think yeah. that, you know, you know, with people, you know, faith is, is a substance of things hoped for and the things not seen. So you, it, it's something that you can't see. But, you know, my sister always says, she has this analogy about the yellow brick road. You just can only do like, like how literally what you just said, you can, you can only take a step. And it's, you know, it's crazy is because of course God tells us and knows and puts us the desires and plans on our hearts, but it's our job to really trust him in the details. He's never going to give us all the details because that's the whole point of the faith walk. But it's, it's not only is it a journey, but it's just like what you said. It's just indicative of us understanding that it's one brick and one step at a time and we have to be okay with the one brick and the one step at a time and that has to be enough in that season in your life that's phenomenal i this <laughs> this podcast here <laughs> i am going to listen through i've got a notebook open right beside me and i'm actually writing down <laughs> notes so i for one am going to be uh, re-listening to this a hundred times through and writing down notes because i think there is so much gold whether your faith is in God, like Natalie and I, I think everyone can get some principles out of here that can change your life. And I think it, it's a powerful thing to unveil what's expected or our external results, outcomes, other people's opinions of our identity to really just pull back the layers and go, right, where is my purpose? What's my yeah. identity in? And what is my calling? And what are the foundations of those? Because that foundation will end up dictating your next steps and your journey along the way. So I think that's absolutely powerful. So on behalf of every single human listening to this, Natalie, right now, I want to thank you so, so much for for sharing your truth, for being open, for being vulnerable about your story, your journey, and trusting that there is a greater purpose, there is a greater Mm. identity and a greater calling than just our earthly opinions and, and, and what we do here on earth. It's based on who we are and whose we are. And just before we wrap up this podcast, what I'm just thinking, I really wanted a way to, to make this personalized, to individualize this. And I think I'll do this actually at the end of every podcast. I'm just learning because I've just started this podcast and we're just going to make things up as we go along. But I really want every single person listening not to feel like you're in a crowd of people listening to Ned and I. I want it to be a personal experience. I want it to feel like you're one-on-one or sitting down having a coffee with Nat and I and just thinking, right, this is for me. This is, this is my life. So 
I'm going to give you 30 seconds with the person listening to this podcast. They could be at the gym. They could be in their car. They could be chilling out, going to sleep. I heard someone couldn't get to sleep the other night. So they listened to my podcast and they went to sleep. I'm not going to take that personally, but um, <laughs> that's, that's great. Whatever, whatever place you need to listen to these podcasts, whatever you need to get out of it, that is fine. If it puts you to sleep, lucky you. Um, so Natalie, the next 30 seconds, I want you to inspire the person listening to this, share your heart and motivate them and just get that sense of, of who they are and their identity and purpose. Natalie, you may now speak to the one person. All right. To this. <laughs> um, that's great. I actually love that. Just remember that <clears throat> don't ever abort the process. Understand that even if it's not the thing, TD Jakes always says that even if it's not the thing, it's the thing leading to the thing. So we're always in purpose. So just be encouraged in that. Be encouraged and understand that what you're doing right now and in this season in your life will not be wasted, that it will be used for the greater good and the greater call in your life. And understand that at the end of the day, your value and your worth is not in anything, not, not your job, not your occupation, not you know, the cars you drive, the money that you have, your worth and your value is found, is, is found in the man above and not in man. And we have to remember that and understand that and know that you are already enough, regardless if you haven't done anything else today or anything else tonight or the morning, whenever you're listening to this, you're already enough. And remember that nothing is ever wasted. So whatever you are doing, whatever pain you're feeling, whatever trial you're going through, it, it will be used for the greater good. So be encouraged. Wow. That's speaking to me personally. I'm like, right, I'm just going to take all this in. If anyone else gets some, that's great. That was, that was for me. Oh my gosh. Well, Natalie, thank you so, so much for coming on today. And like I said before, just sharing your truth, being so open and vulnerable about your heart. How can people find out more about you, more about now with Natalie? Give us a few details. Yeah, sure. So um, Hillsong Channel every Sunday night, 7.30 p.m. Pacific. If you missed that, you can either download the Hillsong app um, on demand now, or you can go to hillsongchannel.com backslash Natalie, and you're going to be able to watch every episode. <clears throat> and you can also follow me on Instagram, Natalie Manuel Lee, or now with Natalie show. Actually, not the or, and you can follow both. <laughs> I agree. Follow, follow our journey. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. And I'll add all those links um, into the show notes below. Well, you're amazing. Thank you so much. We've talked about purpose, identity, and calling. I appreciate you. And I know every single person listening out there has got so much value out of this. I'd be surprised if this is just a one-time listen. I'm going to be listening to it again. And I have the pleasure of editing it myself. So I'm going to be listening all through this again. So Natalie, thank you so much. You've inspired people to achieve their impossible dream. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. It was a great time. Wow. What an incredibly powerful episode. I am absolutely gobsmacked by the wisdom that Natalie was sharing today. Um, all about your purpose, identity, and calling. Obviously, for it to be as authentic and as genuine as possible, Natalie and I did share from a place of faith. 
from our own personal lives. But then like I did mention in there, there are so many principles, regardless of your faith or your spiritual beliefs, principles that you can implement and apply into your daily life, which can help achieve your impossible dream. Well, the podcast is up and running. We're on Apple now, we're on Spotify, we're even on Himalaya, the new up-and-coming podcast platform. So jump in, give five stars if you have loved this podcast and leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Subscribe and we'll see you just in a couple of days for the next episode of the Achieve the Impossible podcast.